Hello everyone, welcome to another edition of the Game Luster podcast. I am your host for today, George, a writer at Game Luster, and I'm joined by the audiovisual lead and writer, Christine. Hey there. As well as fellow writer, Sai. How's it going, guys? And today's topic uh, is going to be VR. Uh, specifically, is VR a force of good uh, in the world? Uh, we'll elaborate on that in just a bit. Uh, but first, we'll kick it off with a currently playing. So, Sai, how about you uh, briefly talk about what you've been playing uh, lately? Um, are we talking about just VR or just in general? No, in general. In general, um, to be honest, I haven't really done much gaming, but if I've been playing, I've been playing Mario Kart on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, okay. Tekken 7 is actually a fan favorite. Like I've have I have family over right now, so we're we're high into like the we're really into the action fighting games. So I've oh, been cool. playing that a bit. Yeah. Nice. So mostly co-op with uh like brothers and sisters, something right, like that. Right, right. Uh single player games. I was playing Horizon Zero Dawn, but I haven't gotten around to beating okay. it. Like I'm really behind on my games. Really, really behind. Yeah. I have I have like 10 that I've not even touched. I do buy them, just take some time for me right. to get going. <laughs> so they're just all yeah. backlogged. Yeah, I know how that goes. It's pretty much, uh, yeah, it's all too relatable, I'd say. Uh, do you want to maybe discuss one of those games or? Um, sure. I mean, uh, I've been playing Tekken since Tekken three, and you know, just okay. I don't really play. I don't really play it aside from versing with with families and friends. But from time to time, oh, okay. I'll go and uh, I'll do the treasure battles to try and unlock the customizations, like the clothes or the items. I do like right. to customize them, and they they have some they have some cool customizations going. Storyline is brilliant. Um, really, really good storyline. If you guys haven't played it, and it's really, I would say, by far the best fighting game PS4 has produced yet. Definitely, oh, wow. yeah. Oh, that's great. I was going to ask how you think it like compares, since you've been playing the series for a while, how you think it compares to past ones. Oh, well, I mean, besides the graphics, the graphics are amazing. Um, they have a new system. It's it's almost kind of like Street Fighter's super system. Mm-hmm. So it's like a combo super. You can use that as like a, a last-ditch effort to try and get your opponent. Um, it's very, very... It's amazing as far as like the graphics go, the special effects, the fighting styles, and they're all based on realistic fighting styles. If I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone knows that by now, but mm. definitely takes some time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you need to put some time to really, really get good at it. Not to say that I'm a pro. I've been, I've played online before, <laughs> and I've got brag. Yeah, I've, I've played online before, and I've really, really got wrecked by people. Like I haven't been able to like put a scratch on them, but. I yeah. mean, there there are some things you could do there. That's it's it's insane. Who would you say your like main fighter is that you like to use the most? Uh, it, it's always been Jin Jin Kazama since uh, since Tekken three. I haven't mm. really. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I haven't I haven't switched characters on him. My second best, I mean, the second favorite would be Warang, um, but mm. Jin was always my favorite. I mean, they're a classic, so... Yeah, yeah, and he's always been, like, the main hero of the story, except for, I think, they switched it around. Uh, what was it, in Tekken yeah. 5 or 6, I think they had Kazuya become the main, but it's always bounced back to Jin. Yeah. 
when they uh, do that thing where they turn him into a devil or something in four or five. Yeah, yeah, he's had a devil form I think since was it yeah. five, and he's had it since. So. Yeah, so since then, um, he doesn't transform. It's actually a separate character. Kazi is the one that transforms. Yeah. Like yeah. you could pick Kazu, and then you have the devil form that he transforms into. Oh, cool. Yeah. Huh, I didn't know that. That's pretty neat. Making me really want to play Tekken. Uh, you should really, if you're going to play <laughs> Tekken, this is the Tekken to play. <laughs> I think I played it once with uh, a couple of friends locally. Right. Uh, and I didn't lose one match against one of my friends. So I'm already pretty great. <laughs> wow. Okay. Not okay. so humble bragging. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. And then, and then he won one round and then he quit. Oh, he's, he's one of those. Yeah, I did that to my cousin the other day. He was He's really good. Aww. Yeah, I beat him. I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I don't want to play on That's all I need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, end on a high note. There you go. Uh, I I like Tekken. I I used to play it a bit. Um, one of the game room. That's kind of uh, I don't know, too big of a way to put it, I guess. But it was a room that we had uh, in the dorms, and they just had a couple game systems, and people would like always be playing Tekken in there. So mm-hmm. I would just occasionally go in and and try to play but like i would usually get massacred because i'd be like oh i'm gonna like just hop in and try it but then everyone else had been playing it like for hours every single day yeah. in their downtime and i was like okay yeah, yeah and that's I'm what done. a lot of these people do yeah they're on there for yeah. hours and they have these chain combos they can't really block or defense again and you're yeah, bouncing yeah. up in the air that's the one aspect of it i don't like like mm. people can juggle you like they they have what they call like yeah. a launch they keep you in the air and they do so much damage before you know it, you're done and you haven't even really ch- had a chance to do anything. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but it really did take over like the 3D fighting games. Like I know there were other fighting games like Virtua Fighter, Dead or Alive. Mm-hmm. It's been the only one that's been consistent with their games. So they're doing something right. Yeah. Right. Huh. What about you guys? What, what games do you guys play? What kind of games are you into? Why don't you go first with Steam? Sure. Um, well, right now I'm actually I'm replaying some old games that I've kind of neglected for a while, or I wanted to replay them just to see how they were again. Um, mm. The one I'm playing the most right now, I would say, um, I'm going through Kingdom Hearts Recoded, um, the DS game, because I'm trying to go wow. through like the all the Kingdom Hearts before three comes out. I didn't realize, like, so I always played 1, 2, and Chain of Memories are my favorite, and I kind of skipped over a lot of the other ones, and some of them I didn't have the system at the time and different reasons, and I didn't think they were that necessary, and then I was watching some video that was like, it's a brief recap, and I thought, oh, this is interesting, I bet I know everything, and I was so lost, I had no idea what was going on, because there was like all of these clips and important story moments and characters from some of the DS games that I hadn't played, so I was like, well, I need to go back and actually play them, and I finally got a 3DS last year, I think, and so I got... Um, next one, I'm playing the 3DS game, but I'm replaying the recoded one, and it's I think it's actually really interesting because I don't know if either of you have played recoded. It's not like a very mm-hmm. popular one. Um, you go through the same levels from I want to say Kingdom Hearts one. Like, don't quote me on that, but I think it's the same levels as Kingdom Hearts one. 
And so that's why I kind of was like, oh, I've already, I already know what happens. It's just going through them. But all right. of the, um, all of the levels play a little bit differently, especially all the boss fights play differently, which is really interesting. Like the, just like the, how you control it and how you defeat the boss is different in every, every area. It's hard to explain exactly yet, but like one of them, you're, you're kind of zooming through almost like a. I don't know, like a racing game almost. And you have to get rid of obstacles on your way. And you get to the end. It's the Alice in Wonderland level. And you get to the end and you're just kind of like moving and dodging obstacles. And like they're throwing fireballs at you. And it's so different from the original one, which is just a typical JRPG boss fight, kind of. And there's ones where it's like you take churns, like it's churn-based. There's... Like every level is a little different, so I think it's I think that the developers had a lot of fun with this game, and you can kind of tell because they just experimented on all the levels. So I don't know. I think it's I'm glad I went back and replayed it. And the only other thing besides playing through that, I did like some, and my dog is just having a ball right now. <laughs> right. I I played. He wants uh, to join in. They're like, hey, I like that game too. Um, is that the one about the Disney one? <laughs> I like Disney. I played some Captain Toad demo. So oh, is that because we discussed that game uh, in the chat earlier? Or? Um, no, I when it I never got to play it when it was on Wii U. I never right. had a Wii U, so all these games, everyone's like, oh, it's just a re-release. I'm actually excited because I never got to try them, so I'm getting all these demos. And I love Toad, so I played through... I think the demo is so short. I was really sad, because I went through it, and I was like, man, I played through the whole thing in, like, 30 minutes, and now I want the whole game. So I guess it's successful in a marketing standpoint that I want the rest of the game. But, yeah, Captain Toad is... I think it's really fun. I like the shifting view. It's kind of like Fez, and I like like Mm -hmm. that about it as well. Never played Captain Toad. Um, yeah, I'd, I suggest like getting the demo if yeah. you if you feel like trying. I mean, no no harm and in yeah, getting a free demo. And as, and... as far as Kingdom Hearts go, I'm not too proud to say the last one I played was part one. I never got to finish part two, so it's like I'm really. I tried going back, but yeah, there's so, so much to do. So yeah, I think one and two are easy for people to play, but then after that. Like the plot just gets very confusing, and there were some games that were only released in Japan, so there's like plot holes, and they huh. they went back and added the cutscenes into different games, like the new remix, so that you can actually see the cutscenes that were in the Japanese ones, so you understand what's happening. So they have like the new HD remix for the PlayStation, I think, and I what? I really want to get those so that I can play it play it in hd not worry about it breaking or anything but also right, yeah. get all those cutscenes. what was it like the re uh remix of like 1.5 and then 2.5 something like that yeah oh my god yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i'm i'm so confused yeah, I, I know I, 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 i'm not a kingdom hearts <laughs> fan and i cannot keep them apart yeah. i don't know what's going it on is, it is a very like everyone's like i don't like kingdom hearts it's too convoluted and i'm like i get it, it. It, I get it. Like, I really do. I really, I love the game. I don't just love, like, I like Disney and I like Final Fantasy, but I like Kingdom Hearts especially. I like the characters, the story. I like how it looks. I like the battle systems and 
everything about it so much more than other games that I think it's, even if it wasn't Disney, I would probably still like it. But because I'm such a hardcore fan, I just put up with it. But for other mm. people, it's like, I don't want to, like, you have to learn all the Organization 13 people names. You have to learn, like, oh, which Zemnis is this? Is it is this form or this form of Zemnis? And right. Is this Xehanort or is this the Zemnis Xehanort? It's just, like, so confusing <laughs> even to me. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know if I can introduce anyone to this game properly. It's so confusing. And why are they using keys instead of guns? Gun why key. Why are they using sharp <laughs> swords? Yeah. But what? a key would hurt a lot if someone hits you with it, though. Oh, sure. I will admit that. Some of them are pretty sharp, but yeah. So but that seems kind of like a hazard, no? <laughs> yeah. like if, you use your, if you use your home key, then you lose it. And you lose your <laughs> weapon and your home key at the same time. Crazy. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't get it at all i think i played two i think because i don't know i i can't keep them apart mm. but uh i remember enjoying it yeah uh i'm 10 years ago something like that mm -hmm. something yeah, crazy really like old that. i still have the the two yeah. for playstation 2 and i'm like i need to get around to beating it before part three i'm definitely gonna get it so yeah yeah no, it's 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 a long series, and it's been a, like yeah. the reason why everyone is freaking out about Kingdom Hearts three is because I think it's been right. like fifteen years, wow. like I or something crazy like that. I was like, I went back and looked at it, and I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I waited this long for this game to come yeah. out. And like, I remember when they were teasing it, and we're like, it's going to be on the PS three when it comes out. <laughs> and we're like, Oops. oh, it's going to be so cool. And then we're like, okay, um, now there's a PlayStation 4 and we still don't have Kingdom Hearts 3. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> right. yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, if they push it back again, I'm just going to lose it. Like, they keep pushing it back. And I feel like that's my version of hell is it's just perpetually pushed back until I'm 80. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll be like, and then like when I die, it will be on the release date and I'll have never played it. And that'll be like... That that's just the ultimate torture for me. Right. It'll be out soon, you know, on Google Glass. That'll happen. <laughs> Google Glass. Is that still a thing? Since since we're talking about VR later, uh, is Google Glass still a thing? I don't think so. It looked everyone felt too ashamed to wear them. <laughs> right. I'd be ashamed of that too. <laughs> Google contacts God, are where it's at. We need to invent some Google <laughs> oh, contacts. No. Google brain implant. <laughs> and then just, you'll be at the checkout and you'll want to Google uh, a romantic song for later or for some reason. And you just look up and say to yourself, Google. And everyone just starts looking at you like, what? What is going on? But it'll be normal back then. Yeah. Uh, by then, so. It'll be fine. Mm -hmm. uh, anything else you wanted to discuss? Uh, not really. Any other video games? Um, what about you? Okay. What are things you have been playing? Uh, so I have Steam open, and there's a list of like seven or eight games I've been playing this month, which is an exception, not the rule. But uh, probably the most interesting um, time-wise I've spent is in uh, Civilization V. Um, I noticed uh, I was just on some random YouTube trip, looking at whatever videos I could find. And some guy mentioned 
uh, totally at random that he had picked up Civilization V with all the DLC, you know, the Brave New World expansion pack, <clears throat> um, for what was it, $12 or something like that? Something crazy. And I thought, wow, that's 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 actually pretty crazy. Yeah. And I looked it up during the Steam sale, Big Hypocrite, I know. And uh, <laughs> it was at 12 again with all the DLC. And I thought, well, if not now, then never. So I did. And my playtime is currently at 23 hours, which is, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Since I haven't really played. Hang on, let me see. Yeah, the Dark Souls game, the first one, Prepare to Die. Um, a rarity nowadays on the Steam store. I've only been playing for 17 hours, mm-hmm. so there you go. I've had it for like uh, for years. Yeah. Um, and I've even played it uh, through the night and stuff. I don't know. I like it. Yeah. I don't love it. I think there's a lot of problems, but I like it. Yeah. It's mostly the problems uh, I have with it is mostly that um, you either get behind and then you um, you stink or mm. you run ahead and then everyone else stinks. Yeah. And then you feel like uh you feel like America amongst uh African tribes or whatever. And you have nukes and they get scared of you because you have nukes. <laughs> but then in reverse, I mean and they have nukes and you have sticks and it's like, well, damn. This stinks. Yeah. So But I like it. It's pretty fun. I think it's a fun game. It's kind of a time suck like it yeah. can be, but I think it's really fun. Because a game lasts like 10 hours. I've played like two games and I've, I'm at 23 hours. Yeah. Played, so. And there's so many like different sieves to try, like so yeah. many different people that you can try. I know they recently redid some of the leaders in the animation style as well. Oh, did they? But yeah, the, In six, you mean? Or... Yeah. It's a little more like oh. cartoonish, I think, and they changed a couple of them, but... Uh, yeah. like some of them are super fun i like being um like the zulu is a fun one and Ooh. i like doing that um i like being the mongols different things huh. like that so i don't know i i always had a fun time with it i used to play um i think age of empires it's called when i was younger yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. me too yeah so I, I, it's like i like it um because it kind of reminds me of playing age of empires back in the day Huh, interesting. Uh, I have to compare it to an indie game that came out, I think, this year or last year mm. called um, Northgard, which I mentioned in my um, Game of the Year picks for the site. Mm-hmm. Uh, go check that out. Find bookstores everywhere. Um, <laughs> but Northgard is, is more like a... It, it's a simpler civilization, which I started to notice only when I started to play Civilization. Because of the like the grid expansing, uh, expand, uh, well expansing, yeah, or expanding, I should say, woo, expansing, <laughs> um, with like the lines and the grids. Uh, Novgorod does something similar. The resources, but it's not quite as advanced. I don't know. It, it kind of reminded me of it, but I I like both games for uh, different reasons. I think Novgorod is very charming, where Civilization is more like it's a giant sandbox, and you get to be Rome against ooh Washington. You know, President Washington. <laughs> how how exciting! Yeah. Will, will Rome have nukes before America or something crazy <laughs> like that? You know, I saw some some <clears throat> video essay quotes unquote by some guy, uh, who mentioned something like civilization. The game is is uh like an argument in favor of 
imperialism or something crazy like that. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I just had to laugh out loud. Like, what is he talking about? Wow. Crazy. Yeah. Some amazing, amazing uh, collection of words in a sentence that just made me laugh crazy loud. That was great. I woke everyone up uh, at my dorm and they all hated me, but I loved it. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, besides that, I've been playing... Pff, let's go down the list, shall we? Uh, this is The Police, which I like. has its flaws, but I like it. I've been playing Divinity Dragon Commander, which is kind of weird and old, but I like it. I've been playing This War of Mine, which is getting really tedious. Uh, I'm waiting for something to happen and nothing's happening. And people can say, well... That's war, you know. Nothing happens in war. It's <laughs> war. It's supposed to be that way. And to that I say, that's boring. Um, I've been playing Police Stories, which I'm supposed to review for the site, but it's not working. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Apart from a few, but let's just give it a that. Uh, so, yeah. Let's move on to the discussion. If no one else wants to mention video games specifically, we will now move on to... Uh, VR and whether or not it's um, a force of good in the world or if it's a needless and pointless distraction. <laughs> and maybe you can tell, dear viewer, dear listener, by my emphasis, uh, which side I lean on. <laughs> but since I know Christine leans on a similar side and I go even further beyond... Uh, I want to ask Sai what he thinks. Is VR necessary? Is it good? Is it going to bring about the revolution in gaming that apparently we so desperately need? Or is it just a distraction, a sideshow, and pointless business? Um, To be honest, I don't have much experience with it, either at home or like arcades or anything. So it's like, okay. yeah, I mean, it would just, it's just, it would just be interesting to see exactly what the uh, span of space you have. Like, I think that would be one of the issues with it for sure. Like, I know with PlayStation yeah. VR, you have to have like that headset on, but exactly how much space do you have and how do you move on through it? Are you sitting in one spot? Do you need a certain amount of space? So it's kind of yeah. like, yeah, I think that's what would like really be my issue with it. You know what I mean? If you are sitting in one space, then yeah, okay, I can see it working, but. I don't know if it's going to be any better than like the, uh, what was it, PlayStation Motion? What was the uh, called where they had the yeah, little yeah. sensors? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it yeah. just might be like a stepping stone onto something greater, but I don't think it's really going to change the way gaming is done. It depends, though. Right. Because, like, yeah, well, like we don't know what the next generation is going to like or what they don't like. So, mm-hmm. well, I mean, don't we? I mean, look at Fortnite and look at. Minecraft, which is still popular to this day for some ungodly reason. Uh, look at mobile gaming and look at freemium gaming. Those seem to be, in my mind, the the thing that the next generation of gamers seem to like or even prefer. That's true. They don't really play MMOs. Uh, you know, the, the World of Warcraft types where you pay a subscription. They don't really care for those, I don't think. Um, they don't really care about Mario and Zelda as much. Because they did not grow up with Mario 64 and Ocarina of Time and things like that. And, I mean, the mobile phone, it's its its really the first console for a kid these days, isn't it? Yeah. You, you 
you become eight and then you get a smartphone because <laughs> mommy needs to call you when you drop out of school and she needs to pick you up, something like that. And so obviously everyone has Wi-Fi, so you install a few freemium games and you drain your mother's bank account. <laughs> that's um, true, that's true. You know, the life of an eight-year-old. Uh, and Fortnite, I mean, it's free to play as well, which is, I, I won't say the whole reason why Fortnite's more popular than PUBG, but it's a big part of it. Yeah. It's just, you can, anyone can try it. Literally anyone can try it because, you know, it's a kid's game. And it's on everything um, now. Like, right. it's on like every yeah. platform. So as long as, if you have any sort of like device, you yeah. can probably play Fortnite on it. Yeah, I have a lot of friends that play it. Wasn't a huge fan of Fortnite, but you're right. Mobile games seem to be the the way things are going. So maybe yeah. VR will like die out. Well, I mean, one has to live and exist first before being able right. to die out. But um, what you say about um, there being like like the next generation, what does the next generation want to do? That really raises the question of uh, which generation and what demographic is interested in VR. And that seems to me to be the very, uh, on the one side, uh, the hardcore IT crowd, like the people who are really interested in the, the technical side of it and how it can work and why it works, something like that. But then there's also the second uh, demographic, which is uh, definitely more uh, of an older demographic. So something like mid-20s, early 30s. People who mostly are interested in VR as a stepping stone to this um, idealized virtual reality room. So not the room as in you put the camera there and the camera there and you have the goggles and you have the, the motion controllers, something like that, but more of a, um, like an actual room, like a chamber in which you, you, know, you walk into that room and, and all of it is VR and, and uh, you're able to move around in the space completely freely uh something like a holodeck in in star trek something like that because people mention that a lot when when vr comes up is is one day we'll have the holodeck yeah and this will all have have not been for nothing <laughs> which is which is crazy to me but but you also um there was something else which which i wanted to pick up in what you said where i don't remember what it is exactly but um like the thing that uh, let's maybe just build uh, off from this and then I'll give it to you Christine but the the thing about a holodeck to me is also um is that not only do you need an extra room in your house in which you know you can actually um you can actually transform a spare room into a holodeck chamber or something like that something weird like that but it's also going to cost a lot of money it seems to me to do something like that that's not something that's ever going to be 200 bucks yeah you know and the weird thing about the current style of video game hardware is that it gets outdated, but that seems to be the only way to uh, maintain the market, if that makes sense. Because the hardware gets cheaper and then it gets better. Yeah. You know, there's sort of this dynamic between getting cheap and, and getting good, uh, to quote Dark Souls fans. But something like a, like a VR headset is probably never going to drop um, to something like 50 bucks that's probably never going to happen mm -hmm. and the same is probably true for a holodeck room or whatever that's probably never going to drop below $10,000 or something 
outrageous like that yeah and who really has the money to spend on something like that you know so in that sense it's it's there's there's not really a market for it i don't think and the prices um for one reflect that but go ahead christine i i think that there's just like a huge basically i don't know maybe not pay gap but you know there's a huge gap Mm. there between who has access to it right like there's people who went out and bought it when it first came out there's people who oh it's on like a huge sale i'm gonna save up you know what what i have to be able to get one one system and one game you know there's and there's people who just they can't they'll they won't play it because they're like, well, I don't have $300 to spend on all the stuff plus however much per game and everything. Right. And so there's right, right. there's such a huge gap there between um, people who can play it and people who can't. And like you said, you know, with technology, when it grows, it improves and then the, you know, it gets cheaper and it improves and it gets cheaper. Right. And that's just the cycle of how everything works, you know, how any system, mm. any, you know, even computers. Now you can get you know, a a basic computer for practically nothing. That yeah. like when I was a kid, that would have been unheard of. Being like, yeah, oh, I yeah, got yeah. this laptop; it was on sale for fifty dollars. Like yeah. that would be yeah. in unheard of to me as a kid. Yeah. But now it's just like, oh, you know, it was on such a good sale. I just picked it up, so I have an extra. And it's it's difficult to see if VR will get there. Um, mm. I do also think. I think having game rooms like an arcade is the best that it's going at the moment because people like their home setup, but it's, it's so difficult because, um, we, uh, my family has an Oculus. My brother has an Oculus. So I play with his sometimes and it is, it takes forever to set up because you can't, unless you have a room to always have the sensors in the same place. Every time you want to play, you have to reset the sensors and go yeah. through the setup process. Yeah. And it takes like, you know, 15 minutes minimum to get it up and running. And if you just wanted yeah. to play a quick game, you're not going to go through all the trouble of that. Like it's a thing that right. you do when like companies over and you want to show it off or like you're super bored and have nothing to do all day, but no one can right. really just keep the sensors up all the time. But then you go to like those VR experience rooms, you know, and they have all those systems there and those are really fun. They're more accessible because, you know, it's like I'll pay a dollar and I can like an arcade and I can try them all out. You know, they have like motorcycle games and all those different ones and like roller coasters, all these crazy ones with VR headsets. And I think it's as it is now and as it's progressing, it's going to be more of an arcade fad, I think than it is for gaming. Mm. Like, I think it's it's doing more for the arcade industry than for the gaming industry as it is now. Interesting. But I don't think it's going to do that much for games because so far all they've done is try to maybe improve this, like, sensory, like, how well it senses things, or maybe they improve the graphics and that's it. But, like, okay. headsets still make you sweaty. They're still hard to wear with glasses. Right, yeah. Like, all of those problems yeah. aren't really being addressed. It's just, oh, guess what? Yeah. We have better graphics on the new game. And so, I don't know. It's just, it seems like the focus is on the wrong thing for improving it. Yeah. Like, they're, yeah. they need to improve the hardware before we can get anywhere with this. Like, you know, if it was just better hardware, it would be better. And, and I think... 
I was talking to someone about this and I like how they um, phrased it, but basically they said, you know, everyone's so focused on creating the next big thing that they don't want to take the time to improve what we have now. And I think that's really correct when it comes to VR because it's like everyone wants to get to the next step after VR. They're not spending enough time making VR good as it is. They're just trying to find like the next hit after it instead of improving it. And I think that's kind of the reason why it's going to die is because if no one fixes it, if no one makes it better, we're just going to move on to the next thing. And that's, it's just going to be something in the past. It'll be like the virtual boy where we're like, oh, look at that cool thing we used to play with. Now we have something completely different. (laughs) Yeah, that was actually a real good point to bring up as far as like arcades go, because I know it's been years Mm -hmm. over years, like arcades have really died out. You only really see them at theaters and then even then, they're not as packed as they as when I was younger, at least, you know. They had, like, mm-hmm. separate arcade rooms. Yeah. I know at the mall over here, I didn't even know until I was here for a couple of years, they had, like, this huge arcade room, which now it's been well over five or six years that they took it down. So that might be one thing that can help the arcade industry is to, like, only have virtual games or, like, VR games in arcade settings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think they work really well for that. And um, when I was like living in Korea, they were popping up everywhere. Um, a lot of yeah, theme right. parks yep. also are starting to incorporate them into rides, like mm, yeah, like a because ro- it's cheaper. Yeah, and like um, sometimes some of them have crazy things. Like they have an actual roller coaster where you mm, wear a yep. headset, and so like, it's, and it's basically just playing a you know a movie and like sounds, but like. I was talk about redundancy. That would be so ridiculous, though, because it's like you feel the <laughs> sensation. You are one hundred percent going that fast, but like you're right. you're seen like going through a jungle or something, <laughs> and it just was double dipping. I, I didn't even try it because uh, I was like, "This is that would just screw with my head too much." I think it, right. like I couldn't I couldn't handle it. And they have like spinning ones with VR. I'm not sure about like American theme parks. I think. Disney has some like Star Wars experience in VR now. Oh yeah, right. But in Korea, like VR games were everywhere, and I was actually kind of annoyed because I was like, I just want to go on a regular roller coaster, but okay. Yeah. So, excuse me, young man. <laughs> Do you have? Can I go on one of the old rides? <laughs> Do you have a wooden coaster without technology? Right. <laughs> a minecart, perhaps. So uh, I think I think it could be used in other ways, but I don't know. I'm 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 not very cynical about it, but I think I'm really skeptical about VR and yeah. and um and also AR. Right? Yeah. Ooh, that still exists. Yeah. Some of the like the weirder things people do is they point to like um like med med school, and they go, "Look at how useful it can be there," and I'm just thinking, but that's not a that's not video games. Yeah. Like, I'm fine with that. I mean, I think that's those are probably the the areas where where VR shines is where you can just play an interactive movie and then pause the movie to look around, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a body or something like that. When you don't have real bodies to to uh, excavate, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. But uh, in in video games, that doesn't really seem to be a problem. Yeah, like I've I've never seen someone go. Oh, if only this video game were immersive, but no, I'm looking at a screen and so it's not immersive. Like you'd you'd laugh at someone like that, and rightfully so. You you'd be like, 
what what kind of an, a, a stupid statement is that? Of, of course, there's going to be this distance of a screen um, at which you are looking. Uh, in the same way that when you read a book, you know, you're reading uh, on pages which you have to turn. But no one ever, no one ever uh, uh, seriously says, because I have to turn pages, this book is, is terrible. That's, yeah. that's, that's laughable. That's completely idiotic. And yet people seem to think that makes sense when it's about VR. Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's so much more immersive, quote, non, just because it's on my face. Yeah. Which I, that just doesn't fly for me. <laughs> I, I think that's crazy. That's insane. And so that kind of ties in with what you said about, um, you know, they were too worried, too, 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 um, too busy thinking about whether or not they could, that they never stopped to think whether or not they should. That's kind of the same thing where they're so set on this design of it's it's a screen, but it blocks all like the light from from around you, and and you cannot see anything but in the goggles that seems to me to be more of a uh, limitation and a restriction than a liberation mm. where they they can never really veer away from that design they can never make something like google glass where you suddenly have ar you know things pop up like a pokemon go thing mm-hmm. which would make kind of sense maybe arguably more you know but with the vr thing you're always closed off and so that's always going to require a lot of materials and, and, and design and, and that's always going to bring some form of hassle. Yeah. Because you can you what, you can't play VR for like more than an hour, something mm-hmm. like that? Something short like that? I don't know the specifics. Um even though, you know, it's not healthy to sit at your computer for more than an hour <laughs> at a time. But I I mean, you know, with these goggles it's like uh what an LCD screen or something yeah. like that, like right in front it's of your face. It's super amplified, like right. Yeah, it's very bright. Mm-hmm. And when you take it off, it's just yeah. Uh, the longer you keep it on, when you take off the VR goggles, it's just so yeah. weird. People have already um, commented about feeling nauseous and sick, uh, mm-hmm. unwell, which you know, never a good thing. I play <laughs> video games to get sick. Yeah. Like, it's okay, doing, I just got I'm super nauseous. Part. Yeah. But. Six, six simulator. Every game. There's, there's some fun games, and I think it's a fun experience, but I just don't think it's going to be... I don't think it's, like, the savior of the game industry, that's for right. sure. <laughs> I think right. that there's a long way to go before it would be anything like that, but... And there's all the multiplayer issues, too. Like, like you said, you're closed off, and so, like, you can have other people watch you can set it up so there's like a screen and people can see what you're seeing and that makes it a little more fun like that's what um my brother does is like he sets it up so it's projecting on like the pc screen and in the oculus so everyone can see and it's fun to watch it's like a let's play more than anything yeah yeah. Yeah. um the only one that really incorporates multiplayer is the um i think it's called like um keep talking yeah 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 and no one explodes. Yeah. Yeah. And that one is kind of fun like but you can play that, you know, without VR, but like it's much more intense in VR. And it's yeah. the only way to really incorporate people, but like to expect everyone to have a VR set to play together, set it up and be on at the same time is really difficult like Yeah. You can't just be like, "Hey, all of my buddies, like I want to play the new Star Trek crew game." 
Yeah. And so we all need to go buy an Oculus. We all need right. to buy the game. We need to yeah, set yeah, it yeah. up, have the room for it, and set aside a time to all go online and play. Yeah. It's just going to be, you know, $400. At least, yeah. Hours of your time to get it. Right. And like, no one's going to be like, yeah, sure. They'll be like, no, thanks. Like, let's just yeah. play something else. And not in the case of Star Trek, but uh, in the case of other games, the space to actually set it up and use it properly. Because you mm-hmm. could swing your arm at, uh, around at length and then knock over one of the cameras. And then, I mean, then what? Yeah. You got to set it up. You got to break. You got to recenter all your whatevers. And ooh, like yeah. a lot of work goes into into the setup of that thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. And But I'm kind of curious also, since we kind of mentioned Pokemon Go and AR, mm. what your both of your opinions are on... AR versus VR. Um, well, I remember there being some cards for it uh, for the original 3DS, which I got in 2010, something like that. And I, I tried some of it because you had to you had to open up the camera and put on 3D and then take a picture, take a 3D <laughs> picture of a Pokemon. And I thought, yeah, this is really cool. 17-year-old me thought, yeah, this is great. And then I just threw it out. Mm-hmm. That, that was it. I thought, nah. And then Pokemon Go came out, what, last year? year before, something like that? Yeah, a couple years ago now, I think. And I thought, that's friggin' stupid. <laughs> and uh, I never installed it, ever. I didn't. I did not care at all. One of my friends did, and he he was sort of this uh, like anti-geek culture guy, which is great. Because he has no problems just pooping on everyone. And so <laughs> there was this uh, these meetings of, oh, we're going to catch Pikachus in that park at that hour or whatever. Make it social. Make it a social event. And he went to that and he was just, he was recounting his stories to me about how awkward it was and how, how great in, a, in, a, in like an ironic sense, like how terrible it was. And I was just, <laughs> that was great for me. But um I got sick of it like really quickly. People were just talking about Pokemon Go again with with this whole idea of get out of your living room and get away from the controller, become the controller. And then I'm thinking, if you really want to become the controller, then just stop playing video games and <laughs> and actually do things in the real world, you know? Because mm-hmm. I mean, what's the difference at that point? Just do real things and feel real feelings and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't get it. I think video games are supposed to be a simulation, but this AR and VR stuff is is not only being marketed as, but also being developed in a sense as transcend the virtual, the virtuality and and the the simulation of gaming, which, I mean, monetarily it's never going to work. People just aren't interested, and it's never going to be cheap enough to do it. Physically, it's always going to be a hassle in some sense. You can never play for two hours or you get sick. It's crazy. And so games are always going to be marketed around those ideas, uh, marketed, designed around those two factors of, hey, it's already 400 bucks for a, for a, for a headset. We'll make this short little game that's uh, playable in 15-minute uh, increments that only costs $20, you know, something crazy like that. But you can't really get immersed in something when you, uh, when you can only play it for 15 minutes and that, that, that is over in three hours. You know, like a limbo game. You can't have one entire console based on limbo. 
Mm-hmm. That's that's just not going to fly. <laughs> yeah. People want some kind of diversity. They want the lengthy RPGs and they want the the silly uh, anime uh, uh, games, uh, visual novel stuff. You know, they want they want to branch out a little bit. They want to have experience different feelings and, and stuff like that, which you can't really do when the design is always going to be this this tunnel vision, short experience, interactive movie type deal. Mm-hmm. Something like a Stanley Parable, you know, could really work on on a VR headset or work really well, really. Um, but then they they insist on this this motion control cliche, whatever, which hasn't worked, which everyone mm-hmm. hated unanimously, except for soccer moms, but they don't count. Um, like no one liked like motion controls, and that was the big fad. Yeah. But now everyone insists that we should have motion controls with the VR <laughs> headset, if only to pretend that we're already at the holodeck, which we're not, yeah. and we're not going to get at at this point or in this way. Uh, it's crazy to me. Crazy stuff. What do you guys think? <laughs> I don't know, Sai, you've been really quiet. Uh, sure. I mean, as far as VR goes, um, like going back to what you said with uh trying to like get people out of their doors i don't think it was for gamers in general just like this this younger generation that i've seen like i have cousins that uh that are like 15 16 now 17 they're right they're just sitting on their phones or on their laptops for hours on end where like i think with our generation you know with people in their late 20s or early 30s they knew how to like budget their time. They would play for three or four hours, five hours at the very most, and then step away or play for a few hours and step away. But then they're just, if they're not on a laptop, they're on their phone. If they're not on their phone, they're on the gaming system no matter where they go. So Always online. Yeah, yeah, so I think that was Pokemon Go's way of just like trying to get them to actually get, you know, step out or step away from the sitting down and looking at a screen the whole day. Or just play video games, alternatively. Right, right. Because they're on the phone anyway. <laughs> That's true. That is true, yeah. Um, what do you think about AR versus VR? Do you think either one, like, one of them might be better or worse? Or, I don't know, I'm just curious. Um. Okay, so not to kind of sound like a complete noob, but <laughs> what's a, what's an AR <laughs> exactly? Augmented reality. Augmented, okay, so are we talking about like the uh... Pokemon Go is is I think a more obvious example yeah. okay. of an AR game where you can you can look up with your camera at the real world and then a Pikachu will appear behind the tree. Right, right. Uh, yeah. What it was doing behind the tree? Don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> but that's an example of of AR, I think. Yeah. Okay. All right. So as far as comparing the two, um, I don't think AR is gonna go too far as far as like compared to virtual like vr games well vr like you were you were pointing out earlier it has other other uses like for education if it doesn't go for gaming it'll you could use it for education whereas ar right i don't think it's going to really it's not going to really go anywhere because i don't really see personally i wouldn't really see myself interested in those kind of games as much like pokemon go sort of died down what within the first year or so of it yeah so If there's no other applications for it, I would think the VR is going to be there way past what AR would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And most people don't even use the AR function when they play Pokemon Go. Like anyone who's, no. who plays it because 
people used it at the beginning to take like funny photos of you know with a Pokemon or something, but yeah. like memes. Yeah, it's like oh look, there's this guy. He's on my hot dog, and like it was it was cute. But then it was <laughs> like I'm over it, and then you turn it off because no, no, you're no, like John. No, 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 John. The hot dog is the Pokemon. <laughs> what? This generation's stupid. Yeah. First gen all the way. Yeah, and I also heard like doing that like actually drained your battery much more quicker too. Yeah. So it's like a, I didn't oh, sure. even know. So I, I was using it. I thought it was pretty cool when I first started playing it. And then so I think it was a friend or a cousin pointed out like, look, if you turn this feature off, it won't drain your battery as much. And it's pretty much the same thing. And it was. So it's yeah. like, like you huh. said, I don't think a lot of people really would use it anyway. Yeah. Nah. And it's like harder to actually play the game. Like it's easier without the AR to actually catch anything. Yeah. Yeah. So people are just like, eh, and they turn it off. And like, sometimes it's on. You just push buttons. It's like, I'd rather just swipe up and yeah, Pokemans. Yeah. But, and, I'd but rather I... just use a simple interface to press a button and have something happen. <laughs> If only we could introduce this novel concept <laughs> into existed. video gaming. Hmm. Yeah. And I think hmm, Pokemon world. Go lasted as long as it did because it was Pokemon. Like, I think if it was any other, if it was just like, you know, Monster Catcher or yeah. something, people yeah. wouldn't play it. They wouldn't still yeah. be playing it because like the whole allure of it was, oh, this is a new way to enjoy Pokemon with like you know, younger and older generations and people who don't know much about it. And like, you can all play together because it's so simple. And that's why it was popular, I think, more than because it was AR. And I think AR has, I, I don't know, it's similar to my argument with VR. I think VR is good for amusement, but not for video games necessarily. Yeah. I think AR, AR is actually really popular um, on social media. And is doing yeah. pretty well. Like Snapchat is based yeah. off AR. Right. And, you know, now Facebook has a version and like every every other SNS the is coming filter. out. Very yeah. popular. That's actually a great example. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. You tap a thing on your face and you're 100% hotter. So like everyone loves freaking Snapchat. You do, like, you, can, you, you can know, do that? it's just like what? a filter to like make your skin perfect. And it's like, of course people want to use that. Like... It's like taking the extra step off of Instagram. It's like instead of taking yeah. a picture and then trying to fix it afterwards, you can see if it looks good at time, the same yeah. time. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. oh, this looks great. Take a picture. Done. And so yeah. it works so well for things like that. And, you know, people try to do stuff, you know, for kids with like, I seen, I saw one that was like a coloring book and you color, you know, and then you take a picture and it makes a little AR thing on the camera of the character Aww. they colored in. It was fun cute. things. I retract my previous statement. So it might, yeah, it might <laughs> actually do better than VR then. I completely forgot about that. And because I think it's so much more seamless when it's yeah, used it's those functional. ways. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why, like, you didn't even think about it being AR because it's just so integral to our daily lives now, those right. types of things. We don't think about, oh, this is AR. Like, but, but I just don't think it works for games that well. No, yeah. I really yeah. don't. And I'm still, I still play Pokemon Go sometimes. It's a fun activity. We go out, like, the whole family and, you know, everyone goes out and we catch some Pokemon. But, like, if it, I don't use the AR on it. I just like it for the game. And 
anytime someone's like, oh, AR, AR, like when I was in college, mm-hmm. I was a design major. Everyone was making AR stuff all the time. Yeah. And yeah. I was just so over it. Like, I'm sorry, anyone who's listening to this who made AR stuff. I did it too. Like I made AR stuff too. And then I had this professor who was just like, yeah, I think it's going to be obsolete in a few years. So don't sure. pursue it. And yeah. I was like, okay, I, it was a person I really respected. And I was like, okay, I agree with you. (laughs) Like, I will agree with you because you said that. And I respect you so much. And I thought about it more and I was like, there are fun ones. Like the, a lot of people think of one. And I did a project where it was like, you do a plant and it's like a little AR thing you put over your plants to check on them and stuff. And those are kind of fun, but I don't consider it games. So I think AR isn't obsolete in every way, but this particular professor studied gamers and gaming. So they're like, I don't think AR has any place in games. Right. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Like really, I think it has its place, but I don't think its place is in games. Hmm. Two things uh, briefly. I think you were returning to Pokemon Go for a second. You were kind of underselling it when you said um, this is because it's Pokemon and because, you know, if it was any other game, that's true. But it was also marketed and and received and hyped as the true way to play Pokemon. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is this is the way we always wanted. All of us always wanted to play Pokemon, right? Right, guys? No, um, <laughs> not at all. And uh, you can tell because exactly after like six months or something like that, people just stopped playing because it's it's a hassle. It's a hassle to go outside and catch the. 36th magic carp and and walk it for for 15 miles to uh let it evolve into a gyarados something like that and sometimes that doesn't even help (laughs) you're right that doesn't (laughs) even help you need to catch like a hundred to evolve them one step you're right right. yes that's insane it is that's Mm -hmm. ludicrous i've played for a while but (laughs) it gets it gets (laughs) tedious yeah yeah absolutely it does this this and then you return to the the real Pokemon games, like the the mainstay, the one that works, always, always works because there have been deviations. There's been Pokemon Snap. There's been um, Pokemon Dungeon. You know, completely forgettable experiences because you go into the main game and it's a, a plotted out story with progression, with leveling systems, which make sense, uh, which aren't insane um, to a degree. Uh, and it gets a little more complex every time, something like that. Generation one's the best, all that good stuff. But <laughs> it 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 never really, it could never really evolve beyond that because it never needed to. Ironically mm-hmm. enough, evolving, haha. <laughs> it, it it just never needed to change because it was great as is, and that's a video game. The mm-hmm. the Pokemon Red and the Pokemon uh, Phoenix Arizona. Those are the the, the Pokemon games. <laughs> that are the good ones because they, they keep getting played and replayed. Where with the Pokemon Go, it's like, yeah, I tried it for like a half an hour. Yeah, I played it for like two months. And then that's it. And then you never yeah. talk about it again and you just forget about it. Yeah, I was very close to getting like a DS or an old school Game Boy just to play the old ones. They were actually really yeah. good. Yeah. And that's because they're video games. <laughs> exactly. Right. No, exactly. Tying into Tying into the second point is... Um, you'll notice that in, in really mostly with, um, video games and movies that people are looking for ways to resell or repackage the medium, which does not work. It never works. Um, 
we'll take a look first at two examples where uh, people really have never even tried because it just would not work or they tried and never succeeded. Uh, if we look at the best example, which is a book, um, you can you can change the way in which the information is conveyed from a book by reading it out loud, but then that 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 book ceases to be a book. That information is no longer a book. It becomes an audio book, which mm-hmm. is a genre in itself. Music can't really be translated into a different medium at all. So I don't think anyone has ever tried that. But uh, with movies, you'll notice that VR and AR and stuff like that, motion controls, is really all too similar to 3D movies, where it's not really it's not really taking over from movies itself. Movies have not become 3D movies. Movies have be- have remained movies, and the option of 3D uh, has become a category in itself, like with an audiobook. It's become 3D movies. And the same is true for VR games, I think, where I think Skyrim is a, is a, is a good example of, of a counter-argument. But... Um, it's not so much that games are becoming VR games, as in that that's what games mean now is VR. But there is now such a thing as VR and AR games. So there's as another distinction and, and a different medium altogether, um, which to me is probably the best argument for why VR can never really be in a, a revolution. Hmm. Because it's never going to change what it means to be a video game. It's never going to make a dent in the medium. Because the rise of VR only means, hey, there's now something called VR games. Which is almost completely different from video games. Yeah. I think so. Like, <laughs> there's not much to add to that because you're right. I mean, would that, be, right. would that be similar to like the 4D that they've been creating? So, I mean, not not... I guess it would be similar, yeah. Like it's it's very interactive. It's something that I think Japan came out with like a 4D theme park or something like that, and you interact with everything wow. there. Yeah, you smell everything. You can see the animals. I think. Um, so I think it's it's similar yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, with that, that too, that does not change what it means to be a theme park or whatever. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It becomes a 4D. Right, and it wouldn't change video games. It would just be something different that people could entertain themselves with. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's right. just its its own little like subgenre almost of something. It's not, it's not yeah. the new thing. It's just a new pocket within something that yeah. you can try. So, and I don't, I don't know. I like I said before, like I'm skeptical. I would like it to work, but I just don't see it working. So right. Yeah. It's difficult to for me to change my mind on it because I'm just like, I just, I can't see it. I don't think it's like this big, amazing improvement, you know, I'm like, no. you know, the same with back when they had Wiimotes and it was like motion controls, like you mentioned, it's like, yeah. oh, and we still have, you know, in the Joy-Cons, there's a much improved version of them. Yeah. But I don't think it's everything. I don't play Zelda for the motion control no. puzzles. Like, that's not why I'm playing the new Zelda exactly. game. With that too, they 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 took a leaf out of um, or a page rather, or a book out of the 3DS one, where you have mm-hmm. gyroscopic controls which you can turn on or off. Uh, a good example is is the Zelda games where you can 
you can point the 3ds at at you know different locations in in the real world and then that translates into a different uh location of aiming whatever for majora's mask for instance Mm-hmm. which makes a lot of sense and is a way to circumvent the archaic aiming system which is really um like it's not impossible to use accurately or precisely or whatever but obviously aiming is is convenient like aiming in real life pointing your your console is, is convenient it does yeah. make you look like an idiot uh out in public <laughs> but uh you're playing zelda so that's that's your defense hey i'm playing zelda yeah. so i'm like, genius. Oh, okay I'm a, I'm a brilliant <laughs> mastermind and I look like an idiot, but I'm really not because I'm playing Zelda. But mm-hmm. uh, and that seems to me what the Joy Cons uh, do too, is they still have buttons. Yeah. And, oh, the, the Wii controller has buttons. Shut up. Um, <laughs> you still have a controller, you know, where you you point uh, upwards on a stick and then you move forwards. But uh, added to that is small uh, functionalities that the Joy Con either allows or uh, I want to say simplifies, but it's more like. Um, makes easier you know yeah and it kind of enhances it a little bit but yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. the focus and i think that's i think that's a good improvement that nintendo yeah. made was they went from you know only focusing really on the motion controls to yeah. just adding them to make it a little easier like yeah. when it feels natural i didn't even realize that i was using motion control at first because i was just kind of leaning a little when i was doing something like you said aiming it's like uh, I just need a little, and I realized, like, oh, it's sensing me moving and, like, and yeah. correcting my aim. I didn't realize at first because it just felt so natural. But yeah. those, like, the, the motion controls, like, for the PlayStation, those were, like, little orb things and, like, the connect and, like, all those. It's like, uh, I, I just kind of want those to stop. But but they, they improved it. They found, I feel like they did a lot with it, and then they reeled it back in into just giving the best parts of motion control. So maybe yeah. with, you know, VR, AR, they could do that. They, they're going all the way, full headset, yeah. you know, everything. And then they can kind of pull back and go, okay, well, what were, what were the things that were good about this that we want to keep and what's unnecessary about VR and AR? I think that's the best way to improve and actually make a good step in the right direction Rather than trying to go full Ready Player One and be like, "Here's a bodysuit to put on while you play yeah. Fortnite," like I don't, I'm like Oof. no, I don't need that. Like I like hack sign as much as the next person, but like doesn't mean I actually want to be right. transported into a virtual world where I feel everything. Like I don't yeah. want to feel being stabbed in the chest. That does not sound fun. So right. And that's where people f- think it's going. And I'm like, if VR goes that way, uh, I'm not buying it. I don't want to no. feel like all the things in these games. I like, I, I torture my characters. Like they, they go through a lot. I don't want to feel that. I don't want to feel the physical embarrassment of having to play <laughs> Fortnite. Are you kidding me? Oh, <laughs> uh, that would be horrible. Yeah. What would be great though is if they did what you say. Like they go on extreme and then they come back with like. Well, we noticed from testing that people really like it when they have headphones on. So there, <laughs> headphones. Yeah. And that's it. That's all they could salvage. That would be amazing. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so great. Yeah, you know, like just something little, like maybe when you churn, like something that you know you put on and it's not like a screen oh. on your face, but like you churn right. a little and the screen it motion tracks like where you're looking. You know, like something like that. I would be fine if they took that from VR. It's like, you know, I quickly look to the left with my eyes and the screen churns for me. Like, 
okay, I can understand that. Like, that's, that'd be a cool feature. I don't need a screen on my face, but there are certain aspects that might be nice. So right. I hope they just take, like, the good things and roll with them and then let the other industries improve the technology in their own ways. And I, I hope that people just don't just focus on better graphics for VR and that's it and just stop innovating. And I think that's mm. my main opinion is like, don't yeah, just yeah. stop here and stop innovating. Cause you think VR is the final frontier. Like there is a lot more <laughs> that you yeah. can do. Think outside the headset. Mm-hmm. What would be fucking, oh, what would be freaking amazing though <laughs> is if they'd have like, they, they, they'd salvage one eye and then they'd be on a string around your neck. And then whenever you want to scope, like, like zoom in, You'd have to put on the eye and then you'd zoom in. That would be, be so embarrassing. Can you imagine? Something that sounds salvageable in my mind is having the senses like in a halo on your like forehead, something like that, and then have a sensor like in front of you. And then for like dialogue, you could shake your head no or yes, and, like nod your head yes, and that would register. But then I just think, well, just press X for yes and A for no. <laughs> so, I mean, it defeats the purpose. It's self-defeating. Yeah. It'd be cool, but it'd be cool in, in the same sense of shouting seven times, grenade, 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 <laughs> grenade. And then actually throwing a grenade would be cool when you can just press a button once and throw a grenade, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just old. Um, like Neil maybe, Young. I'm getting maybe, old. Maybe I'm just old and that's why... But yeah, who knows? Oh man, look at my life. <laughs> look at my games. I'm a lot or not at all like you were. Sheesh. But if there are no more buts, no more objections, then I think I think we should leave it at that. Yeah. Um, unless anyone else wants to quickly uh, throw something else on the table regarding VR or AR, go ahead. I think we're good as far as like VR and AR goes. Yeah, what about you, Christine? I think that's... I think I've stated my opinion pretty well. Alright. If there are no further objections, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the court, let it be stated for the record that this is the ending of the podcast number... 23. Fill in in editing, please. Don't make me look uh, like an idiot. <laughs> And we are signing off. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.